What's up, New York? Big day yesterday. MLB playoffs. Game four. Mets Dodgers. Series tie 2 2. Okay, we're going to a game five now. It was a little rough game. Rough game for the Mets. Kershaw, he he actually came through for his team. He sat there, pitched a great game. Didn't get, you know, it wasn't in his head. It wasn't in his head that he can't go to the seventh inning. He can't pitch on three days rest. He did not let that bother him. He came out, he pitched, he pitched a great game. And Mets fans, Mets players, you know, he, he, that's what he's supposed to do. We'll get to that in a bit. We're going to take your calls at 347-989-0635. Follow me on Twitter at The Big Rig Show. And we'll come back and we'll talk about Mets, Dodgers, Game 4. A little bit later, we're going to preview Game 5 for tomorrow night. And then we're going to go over, you know, see what time the Giants and Jets are playing. And maybe talk a little Rangers, how they're starting off. Faltered a little bit last night. Came back. 4-1 now. So, hey. It's a good time right now. All right, we'll be back in a couple minutes. So, last night, Clayton Kershaw versus Steven Matz, a rookie versus seasoned vet, one of the best pitchers in the league in Kershaw. And Matz had a he had an uphill battle. You knew it was going to be tough. If he, if he snuck through and you won this game, you were looking good to go into the NLCS against the Cubbies. But it didn't work out like that. You, you tried. You, you took not a gamble, but – you were in a different position than Don Manningly was. Don Manningly was in an elimination game. You guys were not. You had a cushion. In the playoffs, it's, it's kind of uh, – you don't really want to say cushion because you want to win every game. But he had to manage the game based off of this is the last game of the year. The Mets didn't have to do that. So he brings Kershaw in on three days rest, which Kershaw historically has not done good on. In the playoffs, that is. He's come in the regular season, he, and every time he's come on three days rest, he's, he's a good pitcher. In the playoffs, it, it, it doesn't work like that with him. So he had to manage this game saying, listen, Kershaw is my best. Granke had a better year. If you look at numbers-wise, Granke had a better year. If you wanted to talk about that, you know, he sh- could be the number one. But Kershaw is the guy. He is the last two months of the year, he was untouchable. When his curveball is on, you can't hit him. His fastball was perfect last night. He was hitting all his spots. Curveball took a little time to develop. Once he got it going, it was unhittable. 
You brought it. He brought it to the ball last night. So we talked yesterday that if the Mets seen a Kershaw Jansen combo, that it it wasn't going to end well for the Mets. And you kind of seen that he brought Hatcher in. We're going to get over go over that because Don Mattingly, he this is the first time I've ever seen him slide by with one of these mistakes he makes and. He, I'm, I'm going to create a, a Twitter handle, Don Manley's thoughts, and I'm just going to tweet it out nonsense throughout the day because what must go on in his brain? I don't know if it's the pain meds from his back taken uh, when he, you know, back in the nineties or what, but his brain must be mush. He must like walk and must be like a tanker truck liquid, just swaying back and forth because some of the decision he decisions he makes is just, just so far, so far out there. So we're going to go over that in a little bit. Kershaw stuff was dominating, dominating. He had a couple slip-ups, Murphy, get to that. Um, he is the ace of their staff. Everyone I hear talking about it and the buzz around this, oh, man, Kershaw, you know, oh, I can't believe he did it. What a great job. You know, this is what he's paid to do, folks. He is paid to go out there and pitch. Your gardener's paid to go out there and garden. All right? Your pool boy's paid to go out there and clean your pool. He's paid to go out there and pitch and be the ace and get this win. It's not like an anomaly that he can went out there and, and got this victory. No, this is what he's supposed to do. Okay? So stop acting like it's like the greatest thing in the world because it's not. He's supposed to do this. All right? If you're a betting man, you put your money on Kershaw every time. Why? Because he's supposed to do it, not because – of what he did. Now, history doesn't say that. History says that he's going to lose these games in the playoffs. But you can't go by that. He's still an ace pitcher, and he can throw when he has his stuff and he calms down. He's a great pitcher. He got can't get past the seventh. He got past it last night. That was his, like, you know, kind of over-the-mountain inning. If you can get past the seventh, hand the ball over to Jansen, Maybe get to the eighth. Don't know why he didn't pitch the eighth. He had 94 pitches. And this is where Don Manley just boggles my mind. So he did his job. Okay, he did his job. Not he pitched out of his head. Now, if Mats would have went out yesterday and threw the performance that Kershaw did, you'd be saying, wow, I can't believe Mats stepped up like that. I can't believe what Mats just did. Not Kershaw. Kershaw's paid like that. Kershaw gets paid like a number one. That's why he should do a number one job. Okay? So let's stop. Let's get over this whole, you know, Kershaw, oh, my God, I can't believe he did it. No, he's he's paid like that. He got more than two runs. He got his three runs. He hasn't been getting run support. I agree with that. That's a, a big factor on why his record was like that in the playoffs. But he he got the runs yesterday. And he won. You can't always rely on four or five runs a game. You have to sometimes go out there and pitch. And he did. Now, Mattingly. I mean, you know, before we go into Mattingly, I'm going to give you the, the, the stat lines. Kershaw, seven innings, three hits, one run, one earned, one walk, eight strikeouts, one home run to Murphy. And Murphy's kind of his bane right now. He's, you know, he's got his number. 2.63 ERA in the playoffs. Then you got Hatcher. Came in for two outs, one walk, one strikeout. Jansen came in, 
1.1 innings, zero hits, one walk, two strikeouts. Pretty much unhittable last night, Jansen was. And he's always unhittable. But if you look back at this year, he has faltered against the Mets. His One blow, one of his blown saves was against the Mets, and the other one he was kind of shaky on. So, you know, you, you want – that that's kind of in your favor. If, if they're in that position – you want that matchup almost because the Mets know how to hit him. Last night they didn't. And, you know, just like just like we said, momentum is the next day starter or next next innings next innings closer, you know. You don't know what you're gonna do. Okay, so that's the lines on the, the Dodgers. Mets Mats went five innings, six hits, three runs, three earned, two walks, four strikeouts. Three the three runs it was in one inning. You know, we're going to go over this in a little bit. He he kind of slipped up a little bit, but he pitched a good game. He won his five innings. I think he could have went longer. Apparently, Bartolo Colon could pitch every day of every month of every year for the rest of his life. I have a feeling he's going to be like Jamie Moyer, still like garnishing contracts when he's 48 years old with his rubber arm. He's just out there smiling, being the happiest guy in the world. And it's great. He pitched. He pitched good. If if I was the Mets and he was up for it, I'd bring him back as a reliever next year, one year deal. See how he does. He might want to be a starting pitcher. I don't think he's going to retire. I think he's coming back. He's forty two years old. He's pitching good though right now, and he's he's the seasoned guy on the staff. He's the guy with the most experience in the playoffs. He understands what's going on. You know, it's not like uh, he's. He doesn't know what's happening around him. He's doing a good job. Okay, he went two innings, one hit, two strikeouts. Clippard, hey, he got through an inning. He got through an inning last night. Nothing happened. No base runners, no nothing. It was great. Familia came in. Got his. I guess he's just getting a little extra work. Just that one inning. And you can't have those innings. I know Matt's is young. I, I know he's young. But you can't have those innings in the playoffs that that just deflate your your ability to come back and win. They didn't do it the previous night, but you had Brett Anderson on the mound. When you have Clayton Kershaw on the mound, that ain't happening. Okay? Every run is another mountain you have to climb. Trust me. Every run, it's gonna, you're going to scratch, claw. You're not getting 13 runs off of Clayton Kershaw. You're just not. You get two, three, you got to be able to win that game. Matt's didn't do it for you last night, but he did pitch a good game. We'll take a break, go over a little bit of uh, hitting, and uh, Justin Turner, how he's just destroying the Mets staff right now and, and pretty much getting you guys back for releasing him and, and, and non tendering him. And he's just, he's an animal right now and he is destroying you guys. So we'll get back to that in a little bit.
over a little bit of Mets recap from last night, Mets-Dodgers. Uh, Hitting-wise, a number to call is 347-989-0635. You want to get on? Um, take your calls all day. Follow me at the Big Rig Show on Twitter. Okay. So, hitting-wise, now, they scraped together that inning where, you know, first got grounded out, I believe. Kershaw comes up, hits a, hits a decent single. And from 2010 until now, he has been the best hitter in Major League Baseball. He's gotten 55 hits in the last five years, which is the best out of any pitcher. So you kind of have to keep that in the back of your mind that Clayton Kershaw can hit the ball, okay? Can't take him lightly. You know, it's a lefty-lefty matchup, and he just poked one to the opposite field, line drive, into the gap, and he beat you. Then another guy comes in, fielder's choice, okay? Now the guys that are killing the Mets come up and do what they're doing this whole series. Kendrick gets a single. Gonzalez, Texas leaguer. Oh, man, bloop, right over. And now he scores the run. You know, you have <clears throat> the guy who is destroying the Mets staff and just mashing the ball all over the field, and that's Justin Turner. So when he comes up to the plate now, I mean, they they had to intentionally walk him last night, which was a good move. I agree with it. And he is just hitting the ball all over the field. He's seeing the ball really well, and he is just killing his old team. He's hitting 467 this series against the Mets. And the Mets staff is fantastic, and he's hitting 467. So they got to find a way to bottle him up and keep him somewhat contained for this this game five. If he if you let him beat you again, oh, Mets fans are going to just have a even worse feeling in the bottom of their stomach. So got to find a way to either pitch around him, you know, if he's coming up, you got to plan plan how you're going to if you're going to walk him, if you're going to, you know, Terry Collins needs to do a job here because I don't think he's going to stop. I've seen people get in these zones in the playoffs and it very rarely stops in the middle of a play uh, in the middle of a series. It stops from series to series, but it never stops in the middle of a series. If he's seeing the ball well and, and in that zone and locked on, it's just not going to He's not going to get over it. He's going to he's going to be hitting. So I plan around that next um, tomorrow night. Um, he had a double last night. RBIs. Gonzalez. Turner had two, two out RBIs. And this is a big problem for the Mets. You guys get the two outs, and you're you're giving up runs. It happened the other night. It happened last night. At two outs, you gotta you gotta buckle down and get these outs going. Got to get out of these innings, at least on the scale, one run at the most. You have to figure out a way to stop giving out these two-out RBIs. You're right there. Uh, last night, those hits were hits. The, there was no, you know, misplays. There, there was no, oh, this guy could have hustled and maybe caught that. Now, you weren't going to get to it. So, it, you know, only one double play. Dodgers were running in scoring position. were two for four. Okay, and they left five on base. So their line is is basically one inning. The Dodgers seem to erupt one inning, and then piece piece you out throughout the uh, the rest of the game. One you know run here, maybe maybe one here there, 
one hit there. So that you got to stop him from that one big inning from happening. You got to you got to you know step on his neck before it even happens. So don't let you know people that you think that you are easy outs get on base. Walk them. Um, Kendrick, he's hitting the ball really well too. Gonzalez, he's having a real quiet series, but he's producing. Like a lot of people are saying, you know, he's not doing it with the long ball. He's got one home run. You think of Gonzalez and you think of, you know, home runs, power, you know, he's just getting the job done right now for them. But it's, it's, hey, they're not dominating the series at all. This Dodgers stay, um, lineup is awful, in my opinion. It's not a good lineup. I mean, DeGrom should come out tomorrow and dominate like he did in game one. And if I was a Met fan and you told me at the last day of the year that you're going to be in a 2-2 tie with Los Angeles and you had DeGrom going against Greinke, I'd take that. I'd be happy. I don't think you have a lot to mm, – yeah, you have – yeah, of course you have a lot to worry about, but you're going to – you have an advantage. Their lineup is weaker than yours, and I feel that DeGrom right now is a better pitcher than Greinke right now. Greinke didn't seem like himself the other day. Greinke was, you know, he got hit up a little bit. He was kind of off. He seemed like he wasn't in the game too much. But that's the kind of guy Greinke is. So if you get to him early, you start hitting him. You want that because Don, Don's going to – I don't know if he's going to be on a short leash, but he's going to be observing him pretty closely. And if that's the case, if you want him out, you get into that Dodger bullpen. Who else are they going to bring in? You want Baez to come in with his 81 ERA? Yeah, we'll take that. <laughs> we'll take that. So we got to get to Granky early. <clears throat> DeGrom, I have all the faith faith in the world. If there's one guy I want going, it's DeGrom. Matt, he pitched that inning. He made a mistake. You know, we went over Kershaw, came up, should have probably pitched him a little differently. He's a good hitting pitcher. And and that's it. At the plate for the Mets, Daniel Murphy continued his assault on Kershaw. Okay? He's hitting Kershaw. He's seen the ball well on Kershaw, lefty-lefty matchup, and he's crushing the ball. That last night wasn't that far, but he's hitting the ball well on him. And I think that's sticking in the back of Kershaw's mind. It's not going to matter for the rest of this season. But he is seeing the ball well. He came up in the eighth inning, okay? Now, this is where Don Mattingly is just – the he's like a jellyhead. I don't, I don't know what's wrong with him. He brings in, okay, Hatcher. And Kershaw's cruising right along. And he takes him out. And brings in Hatcher. Now, Hatcher did do the job. He did. But when he, when the Mets fans seen that, and I'm sure the Mets bench seen it, and the, the players, wow, this is our opportunity. This is our opportunity to win this game. And what happened? They get the best opportunity of the game to score. Two men on. One of their hottest hitters up, Daniel Murphy, who's seen the ball really well, already homered previously. Uh, but yet it wasn't against... Um, Hatcher was against Kershaw, but he's seen the ball well. You're thinking in your head a little bit that, all right, we got two men on. 
It's a three-two count to to Murphy now. Now he he battled his way back all the way to three-two. Okay, against oh this was against Jansen, sorry. And he battled his way all the way back to three-two. All you're seeing is Cespedes in the in the on deck circle, right? You want Cespedes up, Murphy. Do whatever you can to get Cespedes up. Hatcher came out after the two outs. He walked uh, right. He walked right. Came out. They put a, the closer in for the four outs. I forgot to mention that before. So Jansen's in now. He's throwing the ball really well, but he's he was kind of off when he was pitching to um, to uh, Murph. So. You're almost thinking, oh my God, is Murphy really going to get a walk here? Is he is he going to walk, and we're going to have Cespedes up because that that is like, you know, the golden goose for Cespedes now. You you're almost picturing how the game's going to end in your mind, how it's going to go, and how how the Mets are going to come out victorious because now we have what we wanted. We are we're in the uh, Dodgers bullpen, which is not a good bullpen at all. We have our scoring opportunity now. We got Murphy up, three and two count. Just keep on battling, foul it off. And what does Murphy do? He hits, he hits a fly ball to right field. So that was your best scoring opportunity. It, he should yeah, – I'd like to see him battle a little bit more at the plate. You know, you, you just kind of want to uh, just try to draw that walk instead of – you know, or, or drive something. You either want to drive that ball – or or walk and he he had a, a you know a little lazy fly ball and it kind of like just at that point the Mets fans knew it was it was pretty much over so uh, we got uh, three four seven nine eight nine zero six three five is the number to call we had a call coming in right now caller what's your name bud Big Rig this is Dennis what's up bud? what's up Dennis listen How you doing? before yesterday's game all Mets fans all over social media saying they're going to the World Series. They're all excited. Let me ask you this. When the Mets lose tomorrow, what kind of season does a Mets Met fan think they had? Is it a good season? Do they accept a first-round loss? After before game four, there was no doubt they're going to the championship series. Well, I think, think it all it all depends on when you when you're asking the Met fan now. If you're asking them in the beginning of the year, if they're would they sign up for a first round game five elimination game against the Dodgers, they probably wouldn't have believed you. Now, as the season went on, their expecta- expectations grew throughout the year, and when September came and this first round came, their 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 team changed dramatically from where where it was in the beginning of the year to where it is now. It's a totally different team. And they play differently. And and they expect a lot more out of their team right now. So I think it's going to be a disappointment right now for them because they feel their team is better than the Dodgers. At the beginning of the year, I felt that they would have took this as a, as a, as a victory going to the playoffs. But now it's a lot different. You know what would be awesome? A bottom of the 14th walk-off home run by Turner. Just, just I just want the Met fan to just be absolutely devastated because they're so, so obnoxious. So I take it you're 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 a hardcore Yankee fan, right? I am a Yankee fan. I let you go. By the way, Bartolo Colon is so fat; it's funny watching him pitch. And well, he's he's got the rubber arm in it. That's great. Before before I before I hang up, 
Anyone who's looking to get laid, Tinder is automatic. Lock it up. You can't. <laughs> All right. He's probably the Tinder king of the, of the East Coast right there. But uh, anyway, <clears throat> yeah, so Yankee fans are going to be brutal because the Mets have taken over their their city. So I can see why he's calling up and, and a little pissed off. And, you know, this is the second time he's called about hating on the Mets. And he just, you know, sometimes the the, the Yankee fans act like, you know, a stepchild when the Mets are in this kind of position and, and they get, you know, they, their sense of entitlement is out of control sometimes. So let, let them be mad. Mets enjoy yourself right now because you're in the playoffs and they're not, they had a chance to, and they couldn't do it. So we're going to take a quick break and come back with your calls. Dodgers, game four, game five preview. Uh, go to the phones. Hey, caller, what's your name? Where are you from, bud? Big Al. What's Richie up, dude? Boyer here. How you doing, Rich? I'm good. How are you? Good. What's on your mind, bud? Listen, buddy, I, I don't know much about what's going on with the Mets right now. Lifelong Yankee fan. Like uh, the caller earlier, Dennis said, can't wait to see them choke have that season end, but I just wanted to call in. I wanted to tell you, first-time listener, I've known you for many years, and you're doing a pretty good job, man. You actually sound like you know what you're doing, so uh, I wish you the best. Good luck with everything, and uh, sky's the limit for you. Oh, thanks, bud. I appreciate that, man. Uh, how, how, do you, how do you feel about the uh, the whole Yankee debacle that happened the other day? Honestly, you watch the game? I've been I, – I haven't been – keeping up on sports or anything like that i'm a big uh i'm a big fight fan big mma guy don't really uh keep my ear to the ground anymore when it comes to baseball but um i just want i I couldn't believe that you actually had your own show a buddy of mine texted me and let me know so i just wanted to call in and wish you well okay bud thank you man thanks for the wishes bro all right take care i'll see you later bud bye okay so we got guys (laughs) congratulating me on my show all right well, at least at least people are listening now, you know. <laughs> okay, so you know Yankee fans are, you know, they're always going to be the way they are, their entitlement and everything. So we'll let them do what they got to do. Back to the game uh, last night. Hey, you just got to chalk it up now. You got to chalk it up and say, this is, this is it. This is it. This is the past. Now we look to the present. Okay, you got to shake it off. All right, you need a short memory right now. You can't you can't go back and dwell on what you could have done differently, what you could have done differently. 
as far as tation wise and stuff, you know, in the beginning, I felt that Collins should have put in DeGrom last night, starting wise, that is, um, because it was, you know, every, every game is, is matters in the playoffs. So <clears throat> when he didn't do that, I, I kind of started thinking about like, you know, some reasonings and it's because he's not in that elimination game. He's not, he doesn't, he doesn't have that mindset that this is my season. He's kind of got a, a little buffer, a little cushion. Mattingly had to, had to manage the game differently. All hands on deck for Mattingly last night. He's pretty much playing for his job and Collins wasn't. But I, when I seen uh, DeGrom warming up last night, I was like, no. I was like, why would you ever do this? And he was just getting his bullpen resting. But, I mean, come on. I, every Met fan probably that was watching the game was like, please don't do this to me, uh, Terry. Please don't do this. But, yeah, he's he's just not that dumb. He would he probably would have been fired after the season if that happened. So, you didn't pitch DeGrom. You have – him on full rest for game five tomorrow night. Okay. Eight o'clock in LA. Granky's going. Um, as for last night, a couple quotes, you know, Kershaw definitely happy to be going home. They like us a little better there. <laughs> I don't know if anybody noticed, but LA fans are the worst fans in the world. I mean, every year you're reading about someone getting their neck snapped or beat into a pulp in a coma. Stowe a couple years ago. The guy last night, or a couple nights ago, uh, he's in the hospital, the unresponsive. They like us a little better there. I'm glad they like someone. It doesn't look like they like anybody right now. Don't wear another jersey in that place. If you're a Met fan and you're not a celebrity, I'd, I'd keep the uh, mech gear underneath the, the the polo or underneath the jacket. I wouldn't wear that around there. So when those fans come out and they lose, hey, they'll beat you with a lead pipe. So just be careful, Met fans, when you go to L.A. if you're going out there because I wouldn't want to be out there with them. They, they're the worst fans in the world. Uh, David Wright said, you know, I wish we could have won it here, but Clayton Kershaw was just a beast tonight, which he's right. He was a beast. Did the job. He got it done. Okay, Don Manningly, I'm actually really happy for him, meaning Kershaw. The kid is tremendous. Everything that you're supposed to be, he is. And he said, went on to say, the guy's an animal. That way he works, represents us, the game of baseball himself. I mean, he's really a credit to the game. And so you're really happy for him when he's able to do it tonight. Yeah, you are. But you're supposed to be able to do that. Okay, he's supposed to go out there and do that. That's what he's getting paid for. He's not getting paid to go five innings and and hold off the team until, you know, the bullpen comes in like Matt's was. I mean, you knew Matt's was only going five innings last night. That's what they expected out of him. They had some long relievers. Okay. And, you know, he Kershaw needs to do what he did. If he gets to pitch again this year, that's entirely up to what the Mets do tomorrow night versus Granke. So the series is tied at 2-2. Game 5 tomorrow, 8 o'clock, CBS, Dodger Stadium. DeGrom, season stats, he's 14-8, and 2.54 ERA, 205 Ks. Granke, 19-3, put a 166 ERA in 200 Ks. That's, that's a good ERA, folks. 
he is a good pitcher. And right now, with those stats being what I just laid out, you still feel confident the Grom is going to go out there and beat him. You just have that feeling that it's the Mets' year. Hey, it's not going to come easy. Does it ever come easy? No, it doesn't. You're Mets fans. Nothing's easy. So you kind of feel that you still have the advantage. DeGrom is pitching well. Granke, as far as how they were the other night when they both pitched, I'm I'm taking DeGrom. DeGrom had seven shutout innings, 13 Ks in his first start. Granke, seven innings, two runs, two Ks, two home runs. So susceptible to giving up the long ball? Yeah, Granke is. He makes mistakes. When he can't locate his fastball or any other pitch, he, he makes mistakes, and you got to take advantage of him. Now, if you get into his head early and you get into that bullpen, you knock him out, let's say you knock him out in the early third, fourth, fifth innings, and you get into that L.A. bullpen, that's when that's when you, you come to eat, you know. Everyone line up at the trough. It's eat, it's feeding time. Okay. DeGrom has a 3.66 career ERA versus L.A. Didn't prove it the other night. So sometimes career stats and all, you know, people get caught up in all these stats and, you know, they start coming out with the war stats and stuff. It, it, it's crazy. Let's go see what they do. How about we let the, the, the players play the game and we just watch? You know, I, I – I am a firm believer history repeats itself sometimes. So that's that's always a good indication. But we're going to see how they're going to go tomorrow. We're going to do a little bit more reviewing on tomorrow night's game when we come back. Take your calls at 347-989-0635. Follow me at The Big Rig Show on Twitter. We'll be right back. Cubbies 
the Cubbies clinched their 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 way to the NLCS. Now they're going to be a rough team, depending on who plays, <clears throat> who, who they play in the NLCS. I I think the the Mets match up a little bit better with the Cubs. The Dodgers, um, once you get past their their two starters in the seven games, you got to go to a four man. Who knows what Don's going to do if they make it. But I feel the the Cubs lineup is is real powerful. Arietta is one of the best pitchers in the game. He kind of ranks up there with Kershaw, Granke, you know, DeGrom right now. He can be an absolute stud on the mound. And if he if he bodes like that every game, it's going to be a problem. It's going to be a problem for any team. But then again, you have LA with the with their two studs and Grenke. I'm not convinced Grenke is a good playoff pitcher. I'm not convinced Grenke is a is in the caliber of Kershaw and and all the other elites, Baumgartner. But then again, Arietta hasn't done it for that long either. You know, he is he, he could be a flash in the pan. The sample size on Arietta is too small. He's a great pitcher. Yes, he's starting his career off wonderfully. And he's going to be on. That Cubby lineup, though, is the problem. I mean, you got guys hitting bombs everywhere. They're just seeing the ball, hitting the ball. Five home runs from five different players in one game. First time in the playoffs. It's going to be a a tall order. St. Louis always finds a way. And they just looked like they were outmatched that whole series. They won 3-1. Now, granted, St. Louis always seems to play better than their team looks. And it's always been that case with St. Louis. Year in and year out, a couple of times when they had their staff going and they had, you know, Carpenter. Oh, my, Waka's, you know, whatever. But they always find a way to win. Not this time. The Cubs actually came out and played a great series. It was a little bit of a battle, but their their lineup is just lethal. Now, in the playoffs, when you see a great pitcher versus a great lineup, usually the pitcher comes out on top. The pitcher can dominate a lineup. You know, power, power, pitcher always wins. You got a power pitcher and a power lineup, I'll take the pitcher any day. Mets, Harvey. DeGrom, um, Syndergaard, all power pitchers. They can dial it up there, 99, 100 miles an hour. Power, power. Take the power pitcher every time. That's why I'm saying the Mets match up a little bit better to the Cubs than the Dodgers do. If if the Cubs play the Mets, I'm thinking long and hard who's going to win. If the Cubs play the Dodgers, I don't think the Dodgers stand a chance. There is not a chance. It's going to be over quick, and the Cubs are going to the World Series. So if I'm a Cub fan right now, I'm rooting for the Dodgers. I mean, yeah, I don't want to face Kershaw, but what's to say that Kershaw is not going to go back to the way he was? He shouldn't, but what's to say he's not? So Cubbies are in. Couple game fives. I I personally thought you know we were going to see almost every series, almost 
every division series go to a game five this year, which would have been, which would have been great. That's when you really start seeing baseball and this wild card thing working out. You know, every team is, is almost balanced. You know, a lot of times you'll see a team get swept in a five game series because it's just a short series, you know, three games, how many three game series do people get swept depending on, you know, who's pitching and where they're going. If you had to play in a playing game and use your best pitcher like Houston, you know, so if you use your, the, the, the five game series are weird. I, I, I personally think they should go to seven for all three, just because you get a guy that has a bad, bad game and it's so detrimental to the series, you know? So you kind of want to extend that. What's, MLB is always looking to make money. What's two more games? You want to extend the two more games? Yeah, why not? You know, you added a wild card game, a wild card playoff game. Why not just take that out and put a seven game series in? Because when you go into a five game series and you're facing, you know, a starting pitcher twice, if you even get past the, the sweep, you know, number one, number two, when you have a one two punch like Grinky and, uh, and Kershaw, it's rough. But in a seven-game series, that doesn't bode too well. And that's why I think the the Mets are a better matchup than the Dodgers. So, like, anything can happen. Okay? Anything. So, tomorrow night is a big game. 347-989-0635. Give me a call. Um, Mets need to just get their cranky early. Get the bats going. Duda needs to <laughs> he needs to hit the ball. He has six strikeouts in a row. He got a hold of one last night a little bit against Kershaw. Uh, he's got to, you know, what are you going to do? Who's your replacement, Kadir? No, you don't want Kadir in there. You know, Kelly Johnson? <laughs> I, Duda's the best choice there. So I don't know what you're going to do. He needs to get it going. You almost thought Wilmer Flores was going to have a big night. He's, you know, he batted 500 versus Kershaw. And, and, you know, the whole story about getting traded and then coming back and, and not going through. You almost felt like he was going to have that, like, Cinderella kind of series, you know, once Tejada went out. And it's just not happening. It's not working out the way you want it to, the way you would. You would say, "Wow, man, Wilmer Flores really came through for us." But if you're putting all your eggs in the basket on on Wilmer Flores, then you ain't gonna go pretty far. Cespedes was one for four yesterday. Yeah, he's hot and cold every day. It's a different story with that guy. David Wright, he could have changed the game last night. He took that walk. He got two walks, and you want you want base runners, but when there's a man on. And you could tie the ball game up. You got to take a shot, David. I'm not saying you took a pass there. Because I hopefully think that you'd never do something like that and just look for the walk and put it in someone else's hands. But when you get a pitch to hit, you got to drive that, David. I'm not necessarily sure he, he was he was the man for the job last night. He, he If he's going to be the captain, he did it the first game. He's got to come out and try his best to tie up that game last night. That's what he gets paid the 22 mil for. You know, Granderson, big walk last night, nothing came out of it. Nothing came out of a lot of things. You know, so they just got to stay focused. 
Bats got to pick it up. Bats got to go back to game game three when they scored 13. Cespedes was on a roll. Get everyone going again and just have DeGrom do it. You don't want to be and the score be 0-0 or one nothing Mets. You don't want to throw this game into your bullpen. I mean, if, if you can go from DeGrom to Familia, yes, then you definitely do it. But if you got to bring in Clippard or, say, Cologne again because he likes to pitch every day, it's going to be a little rough. Uh, so I, I just watch how you, you want run support so he can stay in the game and just continue to pitch. You don't want to have any lingering doubt going on and on into the game that, oh, my God, this game is too close. I don't feel comfortable. You want it, You want to relieve all that early. Come out, start hitting, play your game. We'll be back right after this. Seven nine eight nine zero six three five. Um, so shifting gears a little bit, the Rangers are are continuing where they left off last year. They come out strong, win their first four games. You know, last night was a little bit of slip up. Came out scoring and then four unanswered goals. Uh, <laughs> it's it looks like a real promising year for them again. Starting off strong, you're gonna see them in the playoffs. Hopefully not the same result as last year, but they're coming off. They're coming off strong, and they they got they kind of have like a hunger to them. Like it's, it's ready to go. You know, there's only a little meat on the bone left, and and we're gonna fight for that meat. So let's see how they do. We'll go into hockey a little bit later off in the year. Um, don't like to get into hockey too much late early. So see what, keep track of what the Rangers are doing. Knicks starting off pretty soon. Uh, I want to talk about uh, what happened with Lamar Odom, too. Uh, this guy has been a an absolute shambles. Ever since he divorced one of those Kardashian chicks, you know, he has just been choking it up and, and just going crazy. I don't know what I don't know what's on his mind, but he was found on the floor of a Las Vegas brothel, which is 
I'm sure it's a pretty cool place to be. I mean, I'd, I'd like to see what a Las Vegas brothel looks like, but they don't know what he's on. They don't know what drugs he mixed. Um, he baby died of SIDS a couple of years ago. A, you know, the guy's life is a wreck right now. And so he, uh, he needs to get help if he survives this. They, they're not even sure what kind of condition he's in right now. So Lamar Odom, you need to go and get some help and, Hopefully, you know, you work out your life because that's just a little ridiculous. So. Alrighty then. Now onto something more important. Uh, Giants-Eagles this week. Bitter rivalry. Monday night. Chip Kelly and his college team are coming in, playing the Giants. Um, I'm sure they have a curfew. I'm sure no drinking before this weekend for them. I'm sure they're not allowed to see their girlfriends. Chip Kelly's a, a egotistical maniac. I hope he never wins another game for the rest of his coaching career. But I'm I don't I don't dislike him at all. Um, now, very rarely do I want the Giants to win games. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But I want them to win. They should win. Chip Chip is gonna you know bring what Chip brings. You know, Sam Bradford's nothing to be scared of. The Giants, you know, shut down the run. Carlos Hyde had 93 on them the other night. But, you know, sometimes you get anomalies. Uh, It's still not a great running performance, 93 yards. You know, so we'll see what, you know, DeMarco Murray can do. You know, Ryan Matthews. I'm sure they'll have no problem stopping him. It's just the the passing attack, you know, with Matthews, I don't know if they can stop it. If, if Bradford has enough time to throw the ball and they start winding the Giants on defense, they're going to have problems with them. And you know Chip's going to do that. So Giants have a little bit of a, a struggle. You don't know what kind of Eagle team is going to come out there. So I'm sure Eli Eli's in the zone right now. He's in the zone and he's, he's making his passes. He's not turning the ball over. And they're just going to go out there, and Eli's uh, he's going to put up 50 attempts, 55 attempts, because that's what Eli does, regardless of the score. So, Eli, go out and do your thing, and you should have no problem with Chip and, uh, you know, his college roommates. Other than that, the Jets have the Redskins, which came off a bye. We got Sheldon Richardson back, who, you know, it's never a bad thing to get a pro bowler back on your team in the middle of the year just out of nowhere when your defense is already one of the top defenses in the league. So we got him back yesterday. He's quoted as saying, I'm coming to eat fellas. You know, I'm ready to eat, share some. So Sheldon, you're, you're a welcome addition. The jets, this is such a letdown game. It's not even funny. I can see the jets going out there and getting picked apart by Kirk cousins. It just it has it written all over it. The Jets are known for this. The Rex Ryan Jets are known for this. Now, we'll see how Todd Bowles reacts. Coming off this bye, having two weeks to prepare for this game. I do believe they gave him off a week, so they might only have one week. But they got to come out, play fast, play hard, get everyone up to speed. And I think they're just going to – you just got to get in his face and put pressure on Cousins. When you do that, the turnovers will come. And the Jets are having a ton. They're at 25% turnover 
up from 5% from last year. So they're they're playing out of their minds. I don't know how long they can keep it up with. But if you would have asked me in the beginning of the year what kind of team I thought this was going to be, I would have said a great defense, shaky offense. And that's what you're seeing. When the Amish rifle throws the ball up with no regard to anything, you know, my heart drops to the floor. And I'm sure every Jeff fan does. So you don't know what kind of – he's got to keep the ball safe. Can't just throw the ball up there. He's got to take care of the ball a little bit better. So we'll see what he does. Chris Ivory should be back. A lot of, a lot of rest after the bye. That guy, he can be – he can get 12, 1,300 yards this year. He's turning into an elite running back, and, and no one knows about it. He's just quietly doing it. So – We'll see what they do. I can definitely see the Jets coming out and, and losing the game, but, you know, that's what they always do. I We're already 0-1 versus the uh, NFC, so we'll see how it goes. Other than that, we're going to do football picks on Friday. That coming for you last night. Uh, last week I was two and one. Um, called the <laughs> called the Bills game. It, you know we won it. It was even one by one point. Told you to throw your money in your bookie's face. Got, we got it done. So we'll go over picks on Friday. We're gonna update what's going on around the NFL too. Um, injuries. See what's going on there. Uh, tomorrow we got a little bit of preview on the Mets start getting a little bit of football and we're going to definitely see what kind of matchups a little bit more in depth numbers wise on what the Mets are facing and what kind of, you know, what kind of atmosphere is going to be there, what the weather is going to be like. We'll get into all that tomorrow. Um, just to give you a good, a good grasp on what you're facing and, and going to the game on, on the, on Thursday night and, you know, really sit there and watch and, see how they come out, see their, their mannerisms, see how they're, they're coming onto the field. You know, you'll know right off the bat, what kind of team you're going to be, the Mets are going to show you. And we'll see it right off the bat. What kind of team the Dodgers are coming out. If Granky's has his stuff, if the Grom has his stuff. So we want to pay attention to that. And we'll talk about the Mets tomorrow. Take your calls. Three, four, seven, nine, eight, nine, zero, six, three, five. You can follow me at Twitter at the big rig show uh be on there i post all my shows there uh all my shows are archived if you want to go and uh, re-listen to them they're podcasting on blogtalkradio.com slash the big rig show uh, so go listen if you miss it and uh we'll see you guys tomorrow be here at 12 12 to 1 Oh, and as always. Hey, does this suit make me look fat? No, no, no. Your face does.
an idiot. 